we all hear the stories about these yeah. guys, specific people, like specific people, like, oh, bro, he was a wild one. That, yeah. that, you know, look at his knuckles, they're scarred up. And then he's sitting here trying to sell you, like, lovey dovey shit. And that's just how we could do it. Like, shut the f up, company, man. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Anti Hero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, None of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Yeah, I can start it whenever. Yeah. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, we almost didn't hit the audio. That would have fucking sucked. So, is that one? That one's recording. I'm pretty sure. All right, so, all right, so we have Adam back on, and I'm trying again. I'm trying to be uh, be better for the audio audience that only listens on uh, like Spotify and Apple and stuff like that. Okay, I don't watch the YouTube. So, we got my brother Adam on here, and we are going to talk about how we are paying for the sins of the older generation of cops the, roughly generally that's going to be the uh the topics of discussion today so um i haven't seen you since shell shock do you remember shell shock most of it <laughs> <laughs> not the end but adam got slightly inebriated at shell shock but it's cool you're, it's a good thing you're a good drunk like if you were yeah. like an angry drunk or a violent drunk that's probably why I've lasted so long. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the no dinner that that you, was yeah we the issue. all we all started just doing stuff and doing stuff and doing stuff and then the concert started and then everybody started loosening up and the cheap drinks yeah that was another BMW issue hooked it up. and they hooked it up with a lot of drink so hooked yeah. it up with price and amount of copious alcohol. I got a shot for me and Sam, and it was at least a double, if not more. A whole shot? Yeah, no, it, like it was like a little cup. It was at least halfway filled. You and all I ordered was a shot. I think once you hit 30, not you, yeah, in general, general, you should probably stop drinking straight alcohol. Yeah. Because I think that's like when, well, you, I think that's when you're younger, you can handle it more. You're talking about shots, though. Like straight alcohol, like straight well, out of the bottle. Well, you got like whiskey and scotch and stuff like that. The, the high dollar stuff that you sip on. Yes, but people don't shoot them. They sip yeah, on yep. them. When you take shots, you're just sending alcohol straight into your system. And then you don't feel it. And so then you're like, you like, let's get another <laughs> shot. And I feel, I mean, maybe just when you're younger, your body can handle that. But I mean, I would fucking be dead right now. Yeah, if I, I agree. Once you get older, shots you know, happen less. So, but shell shock was fun. Wow. Um, I learned a lot of lessons, one of which I knew is that you more or less should not rely on your cop friends to, uh, there's a couple that showed no, up, there, you know, there's a, yeah, there was a lot of, there was cops there. And then a couple of my friends that, that came out showed support, but you know, it's just, I was a little disappointed, you know, but you know, cops that I knew were into that music and were my friends kind of like. I'll tell you, well, I've noticed the biggest issue is where we work. There's so much off-duty. Yeah. And people, that's, like, the one, one of the guys I knew that was coming picked up a shift for off-duty because he's buying a house. Yeah. So I've noticed that with any plans I make is people will commit, and then that good paying off-duty will come, and 
money talks. That and also we we work for such big ag- agency yeah. that you know we're spread out throughout like yeah. five counties. So like I could live like two hours from someone and we could work at the same place. Yep. In the same little mini zone. Yep. But then <laughs> we go home, we travel. You know, so you know that probably had a lot to do with it too. But you know, it 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 was. I, it's just because I didn't want it to be just only music scene people that were there, which was everybody there. You know, I, I wanted it to be a mix of first responders, which there was. There was a lot of firemen there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other issues is all the uh, the flooding, the fire alarms. Yeah. Well, OK. Yeah. So the ceiling tiles, the falling. ceiling tiles. <laughs> the first heavy rainfall in Orlando. There's one every year and it's usually devastating because none of the structures um, are like ready for it or prep for it, or if, if a it's like every building, it's that year for that building, right? So, the first heavy, heavy, heavy rainfall of Orlando of this year hits right during shell shock prep. Um, we're in a VFW hall that was probably built in the fifties. That was old, and all of a sudden, rain starts piling in. From these uh, shitty ceiling tiles and all these different points, like it was flooding on the roof, and it was all pooling somewhere, and it was distributing out to the weak points. And well, every I say, what we didn't know is it was leaking well before we knew it, uh, because when that finally one ceiling tile fell, and we saw all the water pouring in, we put a trash can to catch all the water. But then, like a couple minutes later, everybody started realizing the water was flooding already. So it was already dripping and flooding in, flooded the floor before we even realized it. Uh, That's why we had to move everybody's equipment. Yeah. So then, of course, this is, you can't, this is a VFW show right here. You got, this is before we opened the doors. So you've got bands all running around with trash cans and like all the people in the bands are trying to like, you know, catch all this water. Right. So then we have that, we get that under control. Then all of a sudden the fucking fire alarm starts going off. Over and over and over again. You have to understand. So this VFW split between two sides. It's split between civilians and it's split between veterans. And they have like a unilateral yeah. chain of command, almost like a, a police agency would, right? Civilians yeah. that run things. And um, the civilians knew they're a little bit smarter and they can, they're not veterans. Like they're m- mostly women. They're, they're women, like wives of the veterans. Yeah. Um, they were for this. They knew how much money we could bring in for their charity. Uh, Southeastern guide dogs. The hard ones to sell were the salty veterans that run that place, that drink at that place from fucking lunch to yeah, because it's our, their house. It's their place. Yeah, and the one I I don't know if he was like what do you call it, like the president of the VFW or the oh. director. I don't know, but uh, no, it's probably not director. That's probably the female, the president or section leader or whatever the fuck. He was so against this show, and he was like, we started, the sound alarm, the fire alarm started when we started sound checking these loud-ass fucking guitars and drums. And all of a sudden, so he's, so the fire department shows up, he's blaming the sound. Everybody, all the musicians, the sound guy is like, I don't think concussions can set off fire alarms. The fire department was like, no, concussions can't do this. He's like, this is an electrical issue. Yeah, when I was at the volunteer fire department, we get whenever a heavy sta- uh, rainstorm came in, you get fire alarms because yeah. it caused a malfunction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, all the water, the twenty fucking gallons of water that spewed out through the walls and ceiling, uh, that apparently fucked with the electric. So they had to turn the fucking, they had to turn the fire 
thing off, which probably wasn't safe because we crammed that many people in such a small space. But the concert went on. It was a good time. I had a blast. Um, we had a fucking beer pong tournament. You know, right? I know you don't remember that, but <laughs> I guess what I you guys played beer pong. <laughs> guess I didn't win. Uh, no, you didn't play. Okay, you were focusing oh, on standing up. <laughs> you won the night. Yeah, yeah, had <laughs> fun. This might possibly could be. We won't get into reasons why until the end, but this could possibly be the last podcast you're ever on until a significant amount of time goes by. Yeah, it could be a while. So. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> he could be back. We can like cut that part out if it doesn't work out. <laughs> All right. So again, we're talking about, and the reason why I brought this topic up because I've spoke on it a lot. It, it, we kind of joke about how we pay for the sins of every generation. And then it fucking hit me. You know, every cop's different. Every agency you go to is different. And I try to just speak on the culture, right? Just in general, I'm sitting in a class with about 30 to 40 cops in it. It was a death by PowerPoint class, right? Um, we're learning a new system. So it was 11 hours classroom, right? At the very end of it, they bring up something about use of force paperwork. The instructor who had been at this agency that we worked for for a long time made a joke to another person in the back who has been here for a significant amount of time. And what he said was, oh, yeah, man, remember when we used to fucking blah, 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 but now, now we're, the reason why we're doing all this dumb shit today is because, wow, we were wild back then, right? He was trying to be funny, right? I'm not saying he wasn't funny or I'm yeah. not trying to shit on him. Every single young cop in that classroom had a straight face, and no one laughed. And then I realized, like, holy shit, this is probably the closest I've ever felt to my generation of cops where we're feeling something. Because the shit is getting so stupid. And it's ridiculous. And it's all because of the people who did it before us who are now implementing these on us and punishing us. Punishing us. Punishing us. Yeah. Yes. That's not right. Sorry. <laughs> talking too much. Us for the most menial infractions that are almost silly because of all these. So I've talked a lot. Go ahead. I don't know if it's, I think it's also just the changing culture. I think I'm trying to think of how to word it with everything changing. It used to be back in the day. I watched a podcast with, it wasn't cops. It was people that grew up in areas that dealt with cops a lot on the other side. And Gross. one guy, <laughs> I don't know if the guy was a criminal, but he he spoke on the behalf. <laughs> he spoke on the behalf of them. You could probably still hear me in here. <laughs> but one thing he said was, when a, a cop's chasing you on foot, you're in a foot pursuit, you expected an ass beating at the end of foot pursuit. And the guy's like, it's fair, because we ditched our guns, we ditched our dope, we and we made the cop work. So it was an understanding, yeah. as a mutual respect, that you're going to get your ass beat at the end of foot pursuit. You got your ass beat. You shut up. And you're not you, catching the felony charges. You're not catching the felony charge, and you go to jail. And that that was the... Mind you, we're talking about before we were cops. This yeah. Not, I don't want somebody to take this out of context and say that. And it wasn't like a brutal beating. When I say beat your ass. It's, they, yeah. They got it, tuned up probably a little bit. I don't I don't know. Like you said, we weren't cops then. This is just another guy telling the, how it was. So Yeah, and it's true. And a lot of cops that listen are former cops that listen to this podcast. They know, and it's... I've only had one cop tell me in a classroom. It was my FTO school. He worked for our counterpart agency. 
He was the only cop yeah. that told me straight up or told our class straight up, this is what I did. This is what we used to do. Don't fucking do this shit or you're going to get fired now. He got charged, didn't he, or no? Almost. Okay. Or he I, did I, get, maybe he almost, he would, they were at least looking to charge him. Yeah. Um, just because he brought the old school mentality and there was a perfect point in the, in, in their fucking universe. And just like before, yeah, the guy who it happened to wasn't the one who filed the complaint. It was another cop. Yep. It was another cop that was like, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Now, that being said, it's 2023. I love having a paycheck. I love my job. I love my badge. If I see another cop out of line, yeah. and if, if it's egregious, if it's like we're done, turn the body-worn cameras off, and then he punches some dude in the face, I'm not going down on that shit. No. Sorry, man. All right. Now, I meant to bring this one up before. I can't remember what podcast it was, but I forgot. The uh, remember the female officer who pulled her sergeant off. But yeah, like the the. And somewhere in Florida in. too, I think. No, the sergeant pushed her off. She pulled no. him by the belt first. She was pulling him off of a confrontation, and he like got in her face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. that one. So the way I see it is the sergeant hadn't done anything yet. He was threatening the guy with the OC, which. With the level of resistance the guy was giving. Orange OC is pepper spray. Most places, uh, I believe he was still resisting. So a lot of places allow pepper spray at that level. And he still wasn't doing anything yet. He was just threatening, telling the guy if he doesn't calm down. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. The female comes up and puts her hands on him first to pull him away. Without It wasn't a, hey, Sergeant, let's calm down, cool off. It was she came up and grabbed him from behind with the belt and While pulled him. While he's in the car him. with this yeah. guy yeah. who's resisting. Well, and and, and uh, he they they label it. He choked her. He turns around and he puts his hands on her and it's near her neck. And then he readjusts his hands as he pushes her away. Yeah. Whether you think it's right or wrong or not, the I like how they label it. The sergeant chokes her when he wasn't choking her, and then she put her hands on him when there's other de- officers around. She didn't try to push past them. Say, hey, sergeant, maybe you should calm down. Which, like once yeah. I, he didn't seem out of hand to me. He was yelling at the guy. It's very, it's a very. He had a very controlled, uh, thing going on. Yeah, where he had it under control, but it was like revving up in red. If you throw a fucking a screw screwdriver in that machine, it's gonna go haywire, and that's what happened. Yeah, he was zoned in. He was focused, and then somebody grabbed him from behind. Uh, I don't care, I don't care who the fuck you are in this job. Um, there are some times where, yeah, yeah it's hard there are some times when it is man versus man. Uh, there are some times, very, very, very select few times, but it is still a human behind a badge. It's still a human that has to go home to a family. It's still a human. And so there's a human element to it. Now, as a, as a cop, when you get more seasoned, you can fine tune that and have it under control and know your own limits and know when you need to step away i'm assuming that sergeant knew his limits knew what he wasn't could bluff with and she stepped out of line and grabbed him i think you can't predict what another person's going to do you can try sometimes but i can't predict if you're going to use too much force but you strictly yelling at someone to me is not enough for me to justify putting hands on you now maybe if i come up to you and not grab you and pull you, ease you down, but hey, bro, like, 
let's go talk over here. They're, that's completely different than grabbing someone else's gun belt and pulling them. Yeah. Because uh, people don't understand. When you're a cop, I say people don't understand all the time. People don't understand. But they don't. When you're a cop, you're in a bar fight, your buddy coming and, and being like, yo, 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 come on, come chill with me. It's almost like, I mean, we've all been there. It's almost like, oh, thank God I didn't want to get in a fight tonight. Yeah. You know, not that I've been in a fight. But, <laughs> but you know, when you're a cop, that someone even coming up and going, yo, bro, what's good? It's like, no, fuck that. And like you, because you're pushed to that point, because you're pushed to that point of anger, because you're usually, you know what I'm saying? When somebody gets you that fucking pissed off. Yeah. You know, it. It, it, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. Yeah. Everybody's calling them like meathead, anger issues and everything like that. But you don't see the guy was obviously in handcuffs and causing an issue and everything. So the the suspect probably amplified that situation up. No, no way. <laughs> it struck me as like she clearly is not used to or hasn't been around a lot of confrontation or like. They made her uncomfortable. Watch people almost get into a fight. Yeah. yeah. And she thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's going to, yeah. It, it's like, yeah. I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Does he still have a job? No, I think they fired him. I think. Of course they did. But because, the optics, man. But there was a lot of cops. That's even. the word I was looking for the last episode. Optics. Mm. I was saying lenses. Thinking like a lens and optic. Anyways, go ahead. There's there's a lot of you look at the comments and stuff. There's a lot of cops. Oh, he should never put his hands on her. Oh, she should never put her her hands on him either. But no one on. Everybody thinks she, she's doing the righteous thing by pulling him back. You couldn't see what he was doing either because he's in. You know, he's in a car. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they were both in the wrong. Yeah. At some point, who knows. Wow. I don't know. It's I think sometimes when you're on the road for that, with these agencies that make people work the road for almost probably an entire career or at least ten to twelve years before you can get off the road, even if you're not in a very like where we work, if you work the road for more than five years, you're going to get burnt out. Yeah. It's just too much road work. It's too many calls. But there's other agencies that are smaller, and they, you know, they they're not as busy, so you can last on the road a lot longer. But still. When you're 18, 19 years old, or years in, yeah, dealing with shit like that, yeah, that's and you got on. some young officer who's pretty fresh coming to pull you off a situation. Oh yeah, and we all know new cops know everything. Yeah. They you can't learn shit. They know they come out the gate ready to fucking save the world, and they're fucking high and tight, or they're fucking bun just pulling their eyes like this. <laughs> you know, they there's no telling them nothing. But yeah, so going back to that class that I took. Um, the instructor said the thing that, you know, well, there, there, it's because we had all this fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm not trying to get him jammed up, but I go, so w essentially what they were, they were telling us when he said that was that we are going to have new paperwork where anytime we point a electronic control device or a taser or a firearm at somebody to gain some kind of compliance, we're going to have to do paperwork. Um, Wow. And they tried sliding that one in there at the end of a fucking 11-hour day. And I go, I don't think I'm going to... I'm like, what? I don't know if the other cops were too sleepy or they just don't care or if that's how they do this shit to us all the time as you know years go on. But I was like, okay, hold on. I, asked, I think I asked like the first question of an 11-hour class. I go, I know you're teaching a software and you're teaching us how to do the software version of this, but to quell the rumors... 
anytime that uh, at first I asked anytime that we pull out a pistol or we pull out a taser or anytime we pointed at somebody. Yeah, it's two different things. Yes. Huge, well, they were ready. Somebody in that cadre in that class was ready to defend that answer. They had one and it went on for like four minutes and I was like, I was what's just, the answer? Uh, it was, it's uh, if you pointed at somebody to get oh, yeah. compliance, right? So, my last agency, that was a full use of force. It was if you use... Yeah, you, but you, your agency, your these other, you can't do, other agencies are, they don't point their guns at people many times. Some agencies point their guns a lot. But, I mean, you still challenge car, felony, uh, felony stop, you'd still be pointing it at that direction. Now, felony stop, they don't even know how many people are in the car. They're just pointing their gun because yeah. So that that was kind of the thing is you. I pointed my gun at your car, sir. Reach out the window with your keys. Like the felony stops are probably more dangerous than they are effective. Anyways, I'm getting into it. No, you're good. So I don't know. I'm not saying I agree with it, but you're still kind of you're at the lowest level of use of force. I thought it was going to be every time you broke holster. Honestly, I texted you that just to keep you like what. What? <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's because I thought it was worse than it actually is. Well, but, so I, so when I also, it's not a full use of for, it's not a full. Uh, no, it's full. menial paperwork. Yeah, it's menial paperwork. But it, I, I'm a cop, so I, I, I read people. What's and I'm listening to the instructor go this, 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 and that, and, that, and and he goes, guys, how easy was that? Like he was ready for pushback, and I'm like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't present something. With that amount of defense to it, like he was waiting for people to go, this is stupid. So automatically, well, I'm suspicious. It's to document certain things. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, so him saying that, then the lady who drafted it as a captain, she went on like a four minute, def- fucking, clearly scripted defense on why, and I'm like, all I wanted was this answer. So uh, all of a sudden, now you get forty cops that have been sitting stagnant for ten hours. They're like, they're starting to wake up, and it is fucking, like, I just went into a bee's nest and went. So I want to (laughs) know, it's obviously to document how many times we pointed guns at people. What happens if that number is higher than they want? Are they going to tell us to stop? They're just going to fabricate it. Well, are they going to tell us to stop pointing our guns so much? Because that's that's too much of a paper trail to. That's what I'm saying is if it's documented how often we put our guns I'm telling you right now the government even local government will lie they will lie oh, there's to no their, transparency. their people they will lie to the and that's just government work you get lied to as a citizen that pays taxes so it's more risky for them to go back and say don't do it because it makes us look bad rather than just get the statistics of how many guns were pointed at people in our county and then just skew it yeah I, are you guys a is it accredited? Or your is your agency yeah. accredited? I think. Yeah. We don't go by anything. I don't know how. I'm only asking because I'm not trying to play devil's advocate because I think it's stupid to have they to might have to do every this. time you point it at but it could be some sort of way to measure um, actual use of force versus show of force, like in an audit or something. It's still dumb. Well, I mean, you can yeah, to, I, argue, to argue what you're saying. You can use statistics like this to get grants, to get yeah. things that we need. Like, we point our guns at this many people per year. Clearly, we need help. You can use this stuff. But whenever well, a law enforcement agency tells you we're going to use this for the good and to help you, I mean, we've seen that. It could be for their, their, like, own, their own use 
to show how good their training is or like, you, yeah, or how, maybe, how often you, you can de-escalate something right. versus using, I, I see what you're saying. It's still stupid. Just use use of force. Yeah. Just use documented use of forces. You don't have to go through all the extra steps, but uh, well, and one guy, oh, we're going to talk. No, no. One guy in the class goes, great point. I thought about it immediately, but you know, he goes, what's going to happen is people aren't going to draw their weapons because they don't want to do paperwork yeah. and they're going to get shot. And the instructor was like, that's just lazy. It's like, whoa, you know, a guy brought up a valid point. Yeah. Don't get all fucking pissed off when you got a room full of 40 cops and they closed off their esophagus of you shoving shit down it. Like, don't. There, there's like just like the there's a pursuit form that's really a pain in the again. Butt to fill out. And there that was sold to us by. We want to prove to yeah. th- people that this is how many cars run from us. No, it's it, all it is is to say that person took off from us. When I say us, I mean any agency. Most likely, if you're a cop nowadays, you have to do some kind of paperwork where if a car takes off from you, you have to shut your lights down, shut everything down, turn the other way, and do paperwork, right? To prove that when that guy T-bones a family of five and they all die in a fire or car accident... It wasn't you because chasing. you were chasing yeah. him. It's because that guy just continued to run. So the, there's a lot of people that will be like, they'll try to figure out if it's going to run before they light it up. And if they get that indicator that it might, it's not worth it. Or they, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, if it, a, a reckless driver. If a car's driving recklessly, why am I going to try to stop it and do paperwork? And then if it does stop, why should I punish the car that stopped when all he had to do was run? That's kind of my, that's a big thing with moving violations. Why it's hard for me to write a moving violation is that person who was doing that moving violation stopped for me when all they had to do was run. Well, we talked about this when we did the street cop training episode, you know, there has to be traffic enforcement. Yeah. There has to be. And just like there has to be internal affairs. And I had no, when I was at my last agency, I had no problem doing traffic enforcement because they're, but we were kind of had to be more well-rounded, but if a car took off from me, we chased it till the wheel, like we chased yeah. it till we caught Maximum it. Maximum punishment. Yeah. yeah that's what, uh, and I get what you're saying. The, <laughs> the most, like, sorry, what? Maximum punishment. Well, I mean, it's, I if, if you run, you know, it's like, we joke all the time. Don't stop for the police in yeah. a lot yeah. of the parts of the country. Cause you don't have to. And if they can't identify, they could run your tag all day. They could, you could run from the police and then go to your house and they can show up. They can feel your engine and they can, you can come to the door where they knock on it and go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And if they can't, if that cop that tried to pull you over from the back can't ID you, like it, like you didn't do a U-turn and you guys locked eyes, he can't prep file charges on you. Like yep. he can't. It's People but, are taking notes right now. If you guys have, <laughs> if you guys have bad luck like me though, the helicopter will probably be right overhead. As soon as you take off, and that will just follow you. Bad luck like you. I'm saying if I tried it. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, if the bird's in the air and they can follow you, you know, you're fucked. But but with that being said, there's been multiple times. Like, I don't know. I've never been in a helicopter, but we've lost people through the helicopter. <laughs> so, it's one of those things like you can't. It's like other parts of this or uh, of an agency. Like if you work for a big agency and they constantly and a part of that agency lets you down constantly over and over and over again and you're like why are we calling these people but it's like a clockwork machine of like let's get these people on this call and like oh they're like the ones that are available take like you know they take a while to get there and then you know maybe some what what (laughs) what anyways so we'll we'll try not to shut up too much 
We'll go back to this class that I was in because we keep segueing off of it. And Adam wasn't there, so he really can't speak on it too much. The saddest part about this is this thing that I went through, that went through, this thing that I experienced the other night at this class was that I can't stand it when old school cops try to feed shit down your throat when they're not a company man. And what I mean by that is that if I'm going to live to some fucking company man up there that used to kick in teeth and fucking bash skulls on the side of the road back in the 90s, I want to know that he's a fucking sellout and he's doing it because he wants, he's a, he's an aspiring, he's aspiring for some kind of rank. You do get those old school cops that want to go up there and teach, right? Um, You can pick them out talking to them two sentences. You know you're a cop. Um, When they get up there, it's almost like, dude, don't even try it, man. Either sell out and or tell me this is what we're doing right now. And it's fucking stupid. But this is what we have to do because it's 2023. And don't argue with me. Right. I, I would respect the shit out of that. This is yeah, because he's, he's not trying to sell it to you. Oh, but God. There's uh, that same class where you were talking about earlier with the guy who might admitted to the use of force when he shouldn't yeah. have. We also had another same instructor in that class who was the guy trying to feed you oh, stuff. Yeah, and, and you I hear stories about him. him. Yeah, you heard stories about him back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I oh, dude, I sat there and argued with that guy for like an hour <laughs> in our fucking, um, in our, this was our FTO class. Yep. And we didn't have the same class together, but we took the same class in the same year. And the two same instructors told the two stories. And the one instructor that I was telling you was like, hey, I did this. Don't do this. You'll get fired. That's what we need to hear. The other instructor was trying to sell this lovey feeling. You don't have to put hands on him. Yeah. Just talk to the drunk guy out. And he used the and he used the example of a drunk guy out of a bar outside of a bar trying to fight people. That was the example he used with us. I don't and I was like calling him out constantly. He's getting pissed at me. But my thing is I won't interrupt your class if you're real. If you yeah. say, Hey, this is what we're doing. All right. Now, this is what I have to teach you. Welcome to law enforcement in 2023. I'm there all day. I'm not trying to make your, your life harder. But when you sit there and you insult my intelligence by thinking I'm a fucking retard and I'm going to buy into this just because you're saying we should, even though we all hear the stories about these yeah. guys, specific people, like specific people, like, oh, bro, he was a wild one. That yeah. then, you know, look at his knuckles. They're scarred up. And then he's <laughs> sitting here trying to sell you like, lovey-dovey shit and this is how we could do it like shut the fuck up company man yeah i'm done <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well and and to go off that while you're thinking about this i'll talk to the camera so you can think yeah yeah here you go. um look up my i one of the people that we both know was there he is a cop he was in this class he wasn't in this class he was cadre of this class um he's a cop at heart um and he said what he said was he was trying to ease the situation. He's also getting irritated that there's 40 cops fucking doing the cop thing. <laughs> cops have been saying that since cops were started. Every, as time gets more liberal, you know, you can't do certain things. Every You get, you get a room full of cops, you get them stirred up. Like I They did. hate when things stay the same. Yeah. They hate when things change. <laughs> well, this particular cop was like, guys, guys, he's like, compared to our surrounding agencies, this is nothing. What they have to do, tons of paperwork. We have to do this. He brought up a great point. However, when you look into the world of the government, and all, what do you call that? Uh, 
total total totality of the circumstances. No, I'm thinking of like totalitarian. Yeah, totalitarians. No. I'm thinking of like a fucking government that takes over. Um, totalitarianism, tyrannical. tyrannical. Anyways, sounds like a dinosaur. Hit, <laughs> I'm not comparing what cops are going through right now to Nazi Germany. Okay. Let's get that done and over with. So no one's like, he's comparing this to the fucking Jews being slaughtered. However, wow. however, when I say this, you're going to go harsh, but true. Cops are cops are compared to Nazis all the time, right? By uh, three percenters, yeah. people that are anti-government. They look at us as Nazis, right? There's no telling them. In, there's no telling them different that you can't. Con- now, if you look back into what the Nazis were and what they became, they were street cops. Uh, I think there's a book about it that I talked to uh, my buddy about when I had him on here. Uh, Anthony from Heroic Industries. He actually explained it really well. There's a book about how the Nazis did actually become street cops because of they were just enforcing. And can you imagine at the beginning of when they started gassing Jewish people, one Nazi camp's like, dude, this is fucking insane. We can't be doing this. And then their leader goes, guys, 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 the camp down the road's gassing like 10 times more people than we are. We're good. Like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's not that bad. Like, if you don't have free thinkers in government work, it can get very dangerous because so, it doesn't take much to uh, it doesn't take much to uh, to influence government workers. Look at With the COVID and, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, me and a guy were talking today about the slippery slope of I can't remember what we were talking about specifically, but if you want to some people have the belief that some homeless guy who is just a uh, drug dealer homeless guy might not deserve the same rights as a wealthy person. A drug person. dealer homeless guy? <laughs> drug user. What did I no. say? Drug uh, actually, no. I'm you making funny right now. I arrested a drug dealing homeless guy the other day. They <laughs> you just... Gotta, you got to find a <laughs> home somehow. But uh, they, some people might think that the homeless guy doesn't have as many rights as some wealthy guy. Well, at the end of the day, they both have the same rights. And, it, well, you know, he's just a shitbag. He's just a shitbag. Okay. So that's how it starts. But then all of a sudden, it's going to become a slippery slope of, okay, well, just the poor people. Okay, now it's just these people. And eventually, you're, it's going to, we're going to lose our rights overall. You shouldn't, you can't, at the end of the day, everybody has the same rights, whether mm-hmm. you're homeless or you live in the White House. So, And it's so crazy because cops nowadays, you can't find, you couldn't find a racist cop. You couldn't find a cop that clearly violates people's rights. You can't find a cop that steals on the job. You can't find a cop that, when it's all said and done, punches somebody in the fucking ribs or the face for the foot pursuit. You can't find them anymore. Not saying that there's not outliers, motherfuckers. I get it. That shit happens, but it's immediately on the news. Yeah, it, I, you, you it, can find them, but they, they do find them. Yeah. And they find them quick. Yeah, and so it's... It, I mean, like, we call each other out as cops so much. You got that cop that makes the easy arrest all the time. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, um, if if you're driving on a suspended license, you know it's suspended, right? You're like, shit, you're, you're going through it. I've been there at a point in my life. But well before I was a cop, um, my <laughs> for some criminal activity I was in, I had a fuck. I was a single dad with a kid. You think I'm not going to drive? <laughs> it is what it is, bro. Yeah. I mean, I can't. He's got to eat. 
Yeah. I got to go to fucking my job and community service and all that shit. I pull people over. First off, he stopped. He's got to know. Uh, yeah. I, I know my license is suspended. I, there's, and, I, and I'll tell you the reason why I drove. I'll respect the shit out of that. Yeah. I won't write you a damn thing. And my, now, so something I'm big on is if you, your, your license uh, suspended for child support or fines or something, but you got alcohol or weed in the car, you're probably going to get a ticket. Because you you're putting drugs and alcohol over your priorities. Yeah. So that that's consider now if you're driving to work and you're in your uniform and everything, might might be able to work with you on stuff like that because you're trying to do better. So kind of like you, I, I mean, grocery store something like that. You got kids, people go through hard times. Hide this weed, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, but in all reality, like you know, so. I guess it's a good problem to have that those are the cops that irritate the piss out of us is the yeah. ones that enforce the law. Well, they're allowed to. They yeah. just don't do it with very good discretion. But, you know, we don't have cops fucking taking aftershots and uh, it's just stealing like, uh, have you seen We Own the City yet? We Own the Night or We Own the City? We oh, own the, the city. HBO show? Yeah. Well, that's another good movie. We Own the Night. Uh, it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it and some stuff. But, uh, no, I want to see that. I just, I have no excuse because dad's been trying to give me his HBO password because I literally won't sign up for it and he wants me to watch so many shows. He's like, just use mine. Use my password. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a, that's a good one. But it talks about all the corrupt cops and everything that's going it's on. It's a Baltimore? Yeah. It's based on true events, right? Yeah. So. We just watched the 7-5 finally. Yeah. Oh, that's another good one too. It's crazy how corrupt the cops were back in the day. Five, yeah, and like they're still doing it. Those that guy in J- those two in Jacksonville just got fucking popped like last year or so for drug trafficking. One was a trooper and one was a, I think, they were cops. Yeah, hmm. but they just got popped. It still happens. Yeah, yeah but like we were saying, it's easier Not to catch them out. And that's yeah, why I don't like people are like, you have a podcast? Like, motherfucker, there's fucking cops running dope out here, dog. <laughs> trafficking like, heroin, Like, dude, I, I, if, if my IA has got a, such a clean desk that they're like, they let's don't. focus on Tyler. Like, we're doing good as cops. This is another, I don't know how true this is, but apparently they're, we're having more investigations <laughs> recently than the past seven years combined. You talk, and are you talking about our agency or cops in general? Our agency. So maybe we need to like beep. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say yeah, we'll just edit that no, out. No, let's free talk. There's free talk. So uh, and I'll edit it out if I need to. Apparently so part of me thinks it's this twenty twenty three, everything has to be investigated. Things that wouldn't be investigated back in the day. We're investigating things that don't need to be investigated, but the other part of me thinks it's due to the hiring standards that's dropped. Mm-hmm. I think there are like you can't blame it all on bullshit. There's got to be a lot of legit cases because Bro, the things that the people don't get told. I'm sorry, you can't get in trouble. I, I could probably get in trouble for like ninety percent of the shit I talk about. I can't get in trouble for this. Where I work, and if you want to do your research, it's not hard. Oh damn it! I'm probably gonna edit all that out. So where I work, you don't have to do a fucking interview to get hired. Yeah. You want to go work at the fucking Chick-fil-A or McDonald's right down the road? You have to do an interview. There is no job. It's fucking unheard of. And you want to know why that is? I will tell you why. Because it was explained to me by an old school cop. Why we, we, why don't, we ha- don't do interviews anymore. 
because oh, yeah. we were having our panel consisted of uh, sometimes one, two, three uh, veteran cops that know the cop world. Right. They're, a, now they're 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 down with the times changing. They're not yeah. salty cops, but they are old school cops that have been around for a while. Right. These are people in positions of, of rank, but they're they're still got that cops cop. Well, some of them were on the board and candidates would come through and they would say, absolutely not. You cannot hire this person. Now, mind you, the cop, let's say it's a captain. He's been a cop for 22 years. He's been, he's done it, done it. He's trying to be the best by the agency. He loves the agency, right? Um, he sees a candidate come in, you're a cop for 22 years. You automatically know in your gut, no, but let's hear him out. Then they prove to you, you cannot hire this person. Yep. You cannot. This is going to be a bad cop. That was happening so many times that eventually they said, um, you're going to rethink your decision on this piece of paper that you just said no go. And they said, no, I'm not. And they just did away with the process. Yes. It's and just easier. <laughs> it's people don't understand that there's you can pass everything in the process, but you just don't fit the law enforcement climate. You're not the guy that can take someone to jail uh, deal with people, deal with the violence and the uh, chaos. And, and the interview will weed those people out most of the time. Yeah. Without an interview to weed those people out, you can, like, there's guys out there that shouldn't be cops that can easily pass a background, a polygraph, because they, they have no life experience, nothing like that. They don't care now. They, the biggest they need- question is should be a real deep dive into why do you want to be a cop? And you can't just ask the question and take a scripted answer. You have to have a psychological examination on why do you want to be a cop? The whole fucking exam should be based off that, that question alone. Now maybe it is, but they never asked me that. Mm -hmm. I got to ask that by the last agency. It should be. That should be the question they study because if you want to be a cop to make a difference and to help people, and then you can articulate why in your life scenarios in your life that led you to want to be a cop for it all day. People that have never had those scenarios and they still want to be cops. You should really watch out for it because they're the ones that are, uh, that want the power. Yeah. They want the power. And I'm telling you the worst candidates we've ever had in law enforcement in general are the ones we go and find and ask to be cops for, yeah. for yeah. particular reasons. You know, we've all, we all three of us have met those Do people. you remember the guy? You probably don't. At our old agency, he was, he was new when we were leaving. And multiple people who went through training with him said that he would always talk about how he can't wait to shoot somebody. He's like, I want to be a cop so I can shoot people. He said that to multiple people. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he looked Sounds like familiar. he looked like he was twelve. I mean, he was clearly he had no life experience, and he watched way too many shows and oh, movies. Oh yeah! And he went on the road from the courthouse, and he immediately came back because he was terrible. <laughs> Dude, was he scared or was he just bad? Oh, he was like out of fucking no. Control. He's just uh, there's he there's people oh. that have psychological uh, disorders that uh, what would you call like the. Of the what do you what do we always call this? Aspergers. Aspergers. Burgers. Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> you know Asperger felt they Aspergers. He they, was a Nazi. He was a Nazi, so now they just label autism. They yeah, just, they're trying to take falls, it away. They're trying to get rid of Aspergers because he was a Nazi. The guy and like Alzheimer's and Hodgkins. We talk way too much Nazi talk on this episode. So, <laughs> but Sam's not here. It's <laughs> it's. <laughs> 
but yeah, there's there's always that type of person that you can tell they just shouldn't have a badge because they just they fucking oh, they're, they're 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 I mean I get it. There's sometimes they're insane people out like I mean like if you have oh, <laughs> Adam, that's not nice. I'm probably gonna bleep. I don't like, yeah. I'll bleep that first part. <laughs> Everybody can guess who we were just talking shit about and let them think. Was he talking shit about me? <laughs> Yeah, we know a guy. I'm sorry, but it's true. If you are getting a... Stop! <laughs> I have, this is all editing I have to do. Wait, who cares? I do. When I'm sitting here at fucking three in the morning... No, after but why shit, do you have to edit it out? Because I, I don't want anybody to get... I, my goal is to not ever, ever directly make someone feel like shit. That's not... I For me, so... But it is true. On the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. Because they don't have... If, if someone sees or hears something on this podcast and they know it's about them and that hurts their feelings, they They're don't get a chance listen. to count. Yeah. It's, it's bullying because I have a platform and they don't. And a lot of people from our agency watch this show. That's the only reason why. If I wouldn't say it to their face because I feel like hurting their feelings, I wouldn't say it on here. Now, wait till someone really pisses me off. I'll probably call them out on here, but... Yeah. Okay. What? Well, <laughs> Sorry, I won't let you talk shit. About people. I don't know who we're talking about. I'm st- I'm speaking about law enforcement related. <laughs> but, I don't know who you're talking about. So, but yeah, th- we got those people. Yeah, and they they get to run around free. Yep. No one, the the and people like that usually provide good stats. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because you don't see the old school people. Let's just put a time frame in. Let's say 15 years and up. Right. They at least came in in the early to mid 2000s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, were, they were coming in. So 15 years up, let's say 12 years up. Right. They 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 were coming in when it was when it was yeah. when it was hot. Right. Those people were told when they came into this job how to do things and how not to do things. Those people now as supervisors or senior people, they wouldn't dare say shit to these young kids because the young kids is either going to maybe embarrass them because. It, they speak. It, it's hard when you're 50 years old or 45 years old to to still own the culture, because as soon as a new kid sees somebody without rank work in the road, they're gonna go, "You're a fucking loser." Yeah. And it's not like that. A lot of people realize 15 years in, like, I just want the ease. This is a job. I'm done fucking getting in IAs for uses of forces. I'm done with jumping out, risking my life. I just want to work a zone and collect paycheck and be there for my kids and my grandkids. Right. There's absolutely. And we know many people that have made that decision. Yeah. I, uh, I was working today with a guy who he's now a he's in the CID, the detective division, and they started mixing them around. And he's kind of got a not so great spot now. I asked him if he's going to stay or leave. And he said if, if things were like they were when he started in the early 2000s, he'd go back to patrol in a heartbeat. He's like, there's no way I go back. to patrol Oh, right now. God, you could ne- don't. Well, I just said on the last episode that if you get rank and they don't like you and you lose your rank, go back to where you came from. I need to make a clarification that if you are in a special section and you leave that section because you promote, most agencies make you hit the road again every promotion, right? They make you go right back to the road as that new rank. So if you're like, fuck this shit, not only are they not going to send you back to where you came from, they're going to send you back. To a platoon full of new kids. Yeah. And every kid's going to be like, who's this old man? They're not going to know your story. They're not going to know how many years you dedicated to this agency. How many years you dedicated to fighting crime. Your injuries, your divorces, your kids not seeing you. They're going to know none of that. They're going to see an old man 
not old, but older yeah. than them sitting in the same breathing room and they're, you know, and that, that's what I didn't address. That's a scary thing to lose. Yeah. That's a scary thing to lose. And, and they my, don't respect it either, by the way. No. They no. don't look up to that and the see people, wisdom. The yeah, people coming yeah. in nowadays, I would say it's one out of every 20 kids come in and respect because that, that's the way they were raised. Most likely they are a cop's kid or they had just good upbringing. They respect everybody um, equally and especially the elders. They don't have to know their background. They don't, because you get a kid that finds out someone's background, you can't get that kid off their nuts. Yeah. Because that kid thinks they're cool. Just seeing an older cop that's been doing this job for way more years than you, shut the fuck up and listen to him. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all that's you where, gotta do. I swear I was blessed is when I first my first agency was a lot of guys that came from a bigger agency to this agency and I knew their story through dad and was able to latch on because they weren't going out there and kicking ass, taking names. But if you went over there and asked them for information, they'd give it to you. Because, like you said, they realized it's easier just to hang out and go calls, do drive around versus going out and stopping cars and getting dope. However, if you showed them you wanted to learn how, they would go out there and do it to show you. So they, they wanted to pass on the wisdom, but you had to want it. Yeah. And, and then those guys will go out there. They haven't stopped a car in six months. They'll go stop one car and get felony dope in you guys. Because it's, yeah. it's a, it's a skill set. It's a trait you learn. Yeah. And then is it worth continuing that for the same pay? No, it's not. But <laughs> it's fun. Go yeah. Yeah. It's fun to yeah. do. And I think me and you are still in that realm where we've been acknowledged. We've acknowledged the dangers of job security. Yep. We're still doing it because it's fun. Um, we just do it more carefully. Yeah. And yeah. Well, like I said, the wounded gazelle theory. Lions don't tackle the fastest gazelles. If you think so, you're fucking retard. <laughs> they tackle the ones that are going to cause less problems and are the slowest. Yeah. So, um, fuck it. I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Weird. Fucking. Both of our. I just want to make a comment that both of our dads. Both. Both our dads. Different dads. All three of our dads. Two of us had the There's same two dad. dads between the three of us, <laughs> and they're not the same for Tyler and Kendra. Different moms too. Just to clarify. Um. Both of our dads were trying to go back at some point. Yeah. My dad actively was like applying. And I told you brought up the point where it's like I told my dad the same thing. It's not the world that you left. Like it's not you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to have fun. You're going to be working with a bunch of new people that don't care, respect you. Yeah, you don't get the respect. It's not anywhere near what it was. And. No, really. What's that's why you see these guys like when I walk into a room and I see a cop that I never met and he's older. I instantly assume he's done it. He's experienced it. He's lived it until he until I find out otherwise. Yeah. Now there are just like there's bad cops out there. There's bad fucking senior guys out there. They abuse it. And sometimes I remember when I was a young cop, like a year or two in, I had to tell one of the most senior people to fucking essentially suck my dick without saying it because he was so out of line. He was so abusive and verbally abusive to newer deputies that eventually everybody was like, oh, that's just how he is. Like, no, I'm a grown ass man. I got a kid and I went to war. You old fuck. So shut the fuck up. But, you know, very ra- That was the only time in my life I had to do that. But Every- that was probably after you found out who he was. You know, like no, it wasn't I, immediately. He was one of those guys that you stayed in a position literally for his entire career and never moved. Yeah, gotcha. it was that odd. So then, of course, he becomes the guy of that. Of well, that, there's uh, some people that do section. that because they're scared of change. Yeah, 
And they're, you know, and they're they're fake. They're fake as fuck. Do I know this person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the bad thing is he wasn't even that old. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he a had giant no excuse. Piece of shit. He was so, an asshole to everybody. Not to change, but I had something marked down. It's another thing is uh, going back to leadership is a good good supervisor with use of force would uh, nowadays a lot of people are getting hemmed up with it looked bad. Oh, you don't violate any policy, but they're getting at least talked to about, hey, it looks bad. It looks bad. I don't oh. know if you've heard about that. Have you had well, Did guys? you listen to the last episode where that happened to me? Oh, no. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, I started to, but I haven't finished it yet. So and I'm the one that listens to it on Spotify. Oh, really? Has this been happening to multiple people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's hear this. I'll so it, it's common that a certain person of a certain rank, maybe of a certain agency, is not liking things because they don't. It looks bad. You're not violating policy. What they're doing now is they're sending them to de-escalation training and stuff like that, even though they did nothing wrong. Yeah. So a good leader, a good supervisor, is someone who would stand up and say, "Oh, the reason why they use this much force is because of this reason. Like, it's violence is never going to look bad, but you made my deputies use violence. It's justified. It's justified for this reason. But we won't get someone that goes on camera and say that." It will be, it's under investigation. And then they clear the investigation. He did no wrongdoing. But the last thing the public saw was that it was under investigation. It never gets publicized when they when a deputy officer gets cleared of uh, use of force that's made national news. Yeah. Well, there was one guy. Uh, that, remember the guy in our agency that... Broke the window? No, no. This was a guy that um, fought a guy that ran from him. And he was, like, punching him. Was it? He was like, recent. Yeah. Or was like the they ago. showed the or they showed yeah, the video and recently? Then we went to our uh, annual training and they showed us the it was closed so they could finally show us the whole video and everything that happened and you're like holy fuck, this guy got berated by the news. Um, the agency didn't bother showing us the other eighty nine percent of the video, so we assumed like. We assume this guy is going to get jammed up because he's punching somebody in the yeah. face, right? Turns Dude, out like, they didn't share anything until it was done, and then they just told us at annual training. Like, how the fuck's that going to The, the dude anything? almost died. Like, he had a gun pointed in his face at one point, right? Um, I don't know. Or, no, no, sorry, I lied. He didn't have a gun pointed. He was reaching. Yeah, maybe. I think he might have been. He was right. reaching in the door, and he was reaching for the deputy's gun at the same time. Yeah, that and then yeah. they never found out what was in the door. And then the he guy, took off. And then the guy took off running from that scene. Yep. The deputy caught him, right? Yeah. And then they started the fight, fight, fighting in the middle of a major roadway yeah. with high speeds. The guy kicks the deputy off him into the other lane of traffic. At that point, got ran I'm over. gonna. What? Don't say it. Yeah, nope, I'm not. Nope. Uh, I'm going to arrest you hard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that deputy didn't even know that the guy had the gun. It went yeah. so fast. They looked at it and they slowed it down. He had a gun the whole time. Well, well he we left don't it. Know. He was reaching yeah. and someone came behind him and reached in the door and then reached in the back and grabbed a bag and walked And out. this is how sophisticated these motherfuckers work. That gun was gone by the time they got back to the car. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Someone came and yeah, grabbed somebody, a backpack somebody, and whatever was in the door handle. Somebody from the street came in and, and took all the evidence needed that car so someone from the street <laughs> well i mean they walked up from the street no so. i know it just sounds funny from the street talking about use of force uh, that's kind of what i took notes on is uh a big thing a hot topic 
it's kind of gone away, but chokeholds. Oh, bro. It's the most easiest way to sustain, to subdue somebody. And also, this fucking bullshit, this bridge. Okay, it's not bullshit. This, I'm fucking heated on this episode. But <laughs> don't shove BJJ down my fucking throat and then say I can't fucking put somebody in a guillotine or rear naked. Yep. Don't. Because that's the basis. When you learn to fight, you're looking for opportunities to win. Yep. And then I got to go take BJJ. And then I got to go take a law enforcement friendly BJJ where they teach you not to do that stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about BJJ I, it's a great tool. And that's what it is a tool. But. And agencies want you to they they want you to train it they want you to train it so bad because it looks pretty, mm-hmm. but if wh- you want me to do it so bad, pay me to go pay for me to go mm-hmm. send me on the work time and let me go once a week or once every two weeks and it's paid, they because they want you to spend your own money to do yeah. that kind of training it, it's expensive. valuable training but it's expensive the risk of shoulders popping out because we're all old and decrepit. Well, okay, <laughs> I'll give you this. What's just to say not that it's dangerous in, in injuries. Let's just say this. What what government job that you know of suggests to you that you go pay your own money to train? Oh, like what government job other than local law enforcement nope. suggests that you go, not even suggests makes you feel like shit for not going yeah. and paying hundreds of dollars, well, oh. hundreds of dollars, a hundred dollars or more a month on to train off. on your time off to be a better person at your job, but it could save your life. Yeah. So, well, well, then you should probably say no, me. because what they're saying is it could save your life. However, aka we want your takedowns to look cleaner. Yeah, because guess in what? Your agency training, and, and, so and I'm like, not hating how, on on the cops that are making a fucking living off this. Great, good for you. Yeah. Look at me. I mean, I'm 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 <laughs> slowly starting to turn that shit for me about the cynic, cynicism of cop work. Is that the right word? Cynicism, cynicalism, cynicism, cynicism. Oh. But. <laughs> That's a big but word. I mean, I'm doing it too. So I'm not hating on them, but it needs to be brought out there because cops are like fucking guppies. They're like, and well, hold, how long has BJJ been big in law enforcement? Uh, I don't know. Within the last decade, if, if oh had, no, within been, the last five years. And so, I also love fucking. So, so how have cops been staying alive before that by punching people in the face yeah. and using I, force? Bro, there's a guy that I know. We call him. Can't because he, this guy is just fucking bigger than a brick shit house, and all he does is beat the. <laughs> he's too big to learn BJJ. You can try to BJJ him. He's just yeah, gonna he, pick you up and put you down. Yeah. There's no BJJ. And he's him. not just big. He is strong. And I'm again and agile. <laughs> people will sit here and talk. Let's first off, let's talk about the people that start it and don't don't continue. They'll be the first ones to try and get you to join the cult. Yet, if you could fast forward a year or two later, they're not even doing it anymore. Yeah. Right? Another, it, it's fun. Grappling's if you fun. Do it but. and you stick to it. Yeah, that's awesome. But another thing we always talk about, Sam's a big advocate on, is you can't be. You can't tell these new kids that PJJ is going to save you. Because first off, um, a lot of things don't get thrown into BJJ training that are in the street. First off, you're going to get up a close and personal with these nasty motherfuckers. Yeah. And I watched a dude that was a big in on it. He doesn't do it anymore, obviously, but he was a big trainer in a while. You know, he was always that. And he goes in, he takes a dude down. Mind you, this is just a homeless dude that's gross as fuck, hasn't showered in probably three months. Oh. Takes him down. His fucking face oh, in his chest. And, uh, and that we're all like, <laughs> like, I don't even want to hold his leg. He smelled like pee. And, oh. and then that guy, you know what he did? We were at the jail, and he goes, dude, you 
I'll see the video of my takedown. <laughs> of course. Oh my god. But oh god. <laughs> it, it, like it, like we we're saying, it's a tool, but it's not everything. Like, and another thing is people are like, oh, so you don't think it's gonna work? And they, they're like a black belt or something, or I don't know what the belt struck. Yeah. But they're they've been training it for years and years and years. Like, yeah, yeah it works for you, dude. And, and they're and, and also it's something that you're kind of good at, like, um. That's like you saying, I don't want to start a podcast because I don't want I don't want to fight the heat that comes with it. And I go, you can't do a podcast like, no, you can do a podcast. You are equipped. You kind of know how to do it. It's a passion of yours. Yeah. And your personality is good when it comes to deflecting the hate and the heat that come from it from every angle, especially the professional heat. I would suggest that somebody else doing this. No. And the same thing with like you were talking about with BJJ. It's uh. I say all the time, I don't have time or money for it. I, I could make the time and money for it, but don't it's worry. not my passion, so I'm not going to make the time. I'm not going to go get beat up three times a week <laughs> and pay for it. <laughs> Everybody seems so sorely. That's why people quit. Yep. But uh, going back to chokeholds, kids are doing BJJ. Kids are choking. Little kids are choking each other out. <laughs> I saw that meme. <laughs> it, it's yeah, not I, safe for long. For, yeah. Who was it? It was, uh, it was like either Officer Nobody or... Uh, uh, the uh, lady sheepdog one. It was one of those two. I, I shared a video a while back, and, and, and somebody it. shared it and said, uh, it, uh, "Chokeholds are too dangerous for law enforcement." And it was, and it was five. No, it, kids kids to choke it. each other out. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, little kids are doing it, and it, and then not only that, we have to get choked out in our training program. They want you to know what it we feels do? like. I don't. It, we did it. It might have been after you, but they started doing that, and they want. Which I'm not against it, but if it's so hard, like so oh deadly, God. don't do it to me. Yeah. yeah. But we're in here, we're in a class and we're choking each other out. So you know what it feels like to be choked out. Yeah. Well, this is because. Why are you doing that then? If you're, like, what's the point of exactly. training for it? Well, yeah. This is because law enforcement simps to uh, modern times. The uh, it, it also, like you're talking about, it's. The, it's very uh, quick and effective. It takes eight to twelve seconds for a blood choke to set in. Would you, would you rather have me hold someone in a choke for eight seconds or punch them in the face because they're out of control until they until they knock out? Well, Which one looks What bad? am I supposed to do? Put him in a kimura and just like hope he stops. Like or put him in like an arm thing, not break his arm. No, because that's be fucking that's excessive for somebody trying to get away, right? Yep. So you're just on top of them. I remember we went to annual training once and we were learning the stupid takedowns that uh that somebody gets the blessing to do a lesson plan and it's like, "Oh, that looks good." So they get to check the box to say that that we learned takedowns and we learned how three cops are going to take down somebody that's not covered in blood, covered in shit, high and inside out of their mind, right? We three cops that you never trained. With. Yeah, right? So um, we go do this training on mats with no shoes on and no gum belts. And yeah. Whatever, you know, it was pretty good. And, uh, after we've done it step by step for the last 30. Yeah. Years, and eventually years. I'm sitting there watching this. Like I'm that guy. I don't, I get it. These cops that do these are instructors the ones that wear the red shirts. I get it. It's a fucking job. That's where they want to be. I try not to make it too hard on them. Right. By rallying the troops. I love that. I love that fucking getting this room full of cops together and going, this is fucking bullshit. And then like, yeah, but and so, but at the end of the day, when you start pissing me off or you start insulting my intelligence, I'm going to ask some basic questions that you're going to get frustrated with because you've already been asked them and you don't have a reason. Yeah. I but, just spit on myself, but like, so when I go, 
And he did it, right? And he was on top, and he goes, and it was at the end. He was like, oh, and then we're going to fucking pretzel and roll and, and do this. And then, you know, and there, of course, it's just a limp body not resisting. Yeah. Like getting pretzled up, right? And then I go, so what do you do then? And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, what's the point of that? And he's looking at me like, are you waiting on somebody? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So you forgot that part where now you're just going to sit on them and, and wait. just wait. What if they have 15 minutes out? Those people, those motherfuckers don't stop, dude. Those zombies don't quit moving yeah. and until they're sedated sometimes, right? They don't. So you can't just sit on them because you will drain all your energy unless you're a fucking black belt in BJJ. I get it. Yeah. You can contort and use all of your energy in a way that it takes none from you and puts all on them. However, that's like saying, like, I also need you to be a physicist out there. You're not. And uh, if they're high on some type of narcotics and you're laying on them and they're chest can't rise and fall it could cause issues oh man yeah now you're going to jail yeah so and they're still not if the quicker you can get them handcuffed and get off of them the better so i don't know it's crazy to me that chokes aren't allowed in law enforcement they're allowed in children bjj you heard it here first (laughs) people are gonna fucking hate this episode (laughs) oh no we didn't trash on bjj (laughs) 